From the Financial Times in London, I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. A decade ago, as financial crisis gripped the city of London, Barclays went to Qatar to raise emergency funds, part of uh, billions of pounds that it tried to raise to plug its balance sheet. Well, on Monday, the Crown Court in the UK threw out a case from the serious fraud office against Barclays, which had alleged that Barclays engaged in improper activities in the way that it raised this money. Now, Jane Croft, our legal correspondent, is with us, and so is Martin Arnold, our banking editor. First to you, Jane, the Crown Court has thrown out this case against Barclays. Why? Well, it's basically dismissed the charges against Barclays and these charges involved committing fraud by false representations and also unlawful financial assistance, both against Barclays PLC and Barclays Bank PLC, which is one of the main operating subsidiaries. Now, Barclays has put out a regulatory news service announcement saying what has happened and the ruling that has happened. It's also said that the Serious Fraud Office is likely to reinstate these charges by applying to a High Court judge to recommence proceedings via a new indictment of the same charges. So basically, it's saying to the stock market that the case isn't yet over. But any more detail than that hasn't yet been given. And of course, separately, if I'm right, there are four individuals from Barclays, former executives, including the former chief executive, John Varley, who are still accused in relation to this whole affair of criminal activity. That's right, yes. There are four former executives, as you say. John Varley, the former chief executive, is one of them. The others are also senior executives and they face criminal charges and their trial is due to start in January next year. So that's unaffected by this? That's unaffected, that's right, yes. Let me go to Martin quickly for a view of what the implications are for Barclays, because as Jane says, this is something that Barclays is obviously welcoming, but is cautioning that the SFO could appeal and this case could, in fact, be reinstated. If it was thrown out definitively, how important would that be for Barclays? I think it's good news for Barclays. I wouldn't overstate the importance of this, but I would say that in a series of recent events, it's another piece of good news that helps the bank in various ways. Let's just take a step back here and look at how the chief executive, Jez Staley, when he came in in December 2015, very much made it his strategy to clear up a lot of the non-core assets that have been clogging up the bank's balance sheet, but also to clear up many of the litigation and legal issues that have been overhanging the bank and its share price and preventing a restoration of dividend payments and perhaps even return of capital through share buybacks because there was uncertainty as how much these things could cost. And they've had some really good news on several of these legal and litigation fronts. Earlier this year, they reached a $2 billion settlement with the Department of Justice. That doesn't sound like good news, but actually $2 billion was a lot less than the Department of Justice was initially asking for. And Barclays challenged the US Justice Department and won that, it seems. That came off very well. The second thing was... And that, to be clear, was over a completely separate issue that was to do with mortgage securities. Misselling Before the financial crisis. So very much like this Qatari fundraising one, a very long-running legal headache for the bank. The second one was earlier this month when UK regulators came out and gave the results of their investigation into Jez Staley's attempts to unmask a whistleblower a couple of years ago. And they agreed with the bank's board that he should keep his job, importantly for the bank. They fined him, which is pretty unprecedented, over £600,000. 
But for somebody who earns about four million pounds a year, that's not a huge amount of money. And crucially, he could keep his job. So a series of big potential icebergs cleared by the good Barclays ship, if you like. And this is the latest one. It's the first round and it's not definitive by any means. But this SFO case has been hanging over the bank for many years now. And this looks like it's good news for Barclays in terms of the case looking a bit more shaky than it was previously. If it's good news for Barclays, it's bad news for the serious fraud office, Jane. It is, that's right. I mean, this SFO is in a bit of a state of flux at the moment because Mark Thompson is currently interim head of the agency. David Green, the director of the agency, has actually left now. And there hasn't been any news about David Green's successor. Mark Thompson is just filling in whilst the successor is due to be announced. There's also a lot of speculation about the serious fraud office and has been for a number of years about whether or not the agency could be rolled into the National Crime Agency. Theresa May, when she was Home Secretary, floated that idea first of all in 2011 and revived it in 2014. And in fact, the Tory party manifesto last year advocated scrapping the serious fraud office. So there is a lot of questions about the SFO's future and obviously not having a permanent director is not good news. In the last sort of five years, David Green has won the respect of the city. He's basically overseen a number of convictions relating to the rigging of the London Interbank offered rate, so LIBOR. He's also overseen the introduction of deferred prosecution agreements, which allow businesses to reach a sort of plea bargain, really, with the SFO to avoid prosecution. And the SFO has been successful in striking a number of these deals, including a very high profile one with Rolls-Royce for £497 million. So he has had a good track record. And obviously him leaving leaves a kind of hiatus at the top of the agency at a time when this ruling has come and it raises questions about the agency's future direction. Well, we'll obviously follow the future of the SFO and of this Barclays story very closely over the coming weeks and months. Thank you very much, Jane and Martin. This is a segment taken from the Banking Weekly podcast, which will be published later on Tuesday and is available at all the usual podcast apps.